0: Processes and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Welcome to this week's episode of The Property Solopreneur. And ta da! Today, I'm revealing the number one key skill needed to be a successful property investor it's the ability to attract money or finance. I know. I bet you didn't think I was going to say that, did you? All sorts of other things that you could have had. The ability to attract money or finance probably was not your number one thought. Well, actually, it's not very surprising really, but it is amazing to me just how many people put this quite a long way down on their list of priorities of things to master. Now, It does not mean that you have to have lots of money to start in property. Many, many property people have started with very little money and access to money, but have become really, really successful. Don't let that put you off. But to scale and to grow any type of business, money has got to flow to you. Oh, that does sound a bit woo-woo, doesn't it? And um, like many people, I'm not that keen on woo-woo. But It does actually create quite a handy picture to put in your head when you tackle your pile of things to do. By which I mean, are you putting finding money really at the top of your to-do list every day rather than ferreting around and cleaning your desk and everything else? Because you can have the muckiest desk in the world and still make a lot of money in property if you are making sure that the money is coming to you to spend and to make sure you can build your portfolio. Um, When I'm with clients on a strategy day, I'm quite surprised sometimes when new people to the property world arrive with absolutely no idea of what they want really to do in property. And as the ideas flow out of them onto the flip chart, they start to really get to grips with what they're capable of doing, the techniques they're going to do and where they want to be in five or 10 years' time, and the kind of assets they actually want to hold. But do you know, few of them have thought past that first few purchases. What happens next when the money runs out, or they haven't got any to start with? It is one of those really weird things. How do I go from buying two houses to 20, etc.? Well, where do I go at all in property to get the money flowing in the first place? And I think property money falls into two camps. It's, there's the traditional, and then there's the new and creative. Some of it's FCA regulated, and some of it is not. And more on that in other podcasts. Now, let's tick them off on our fingers. Traditional, well, that's uh, our savings. Bank of Mum and Dad, the real bank, bridging, sourcing to fill up your war chest, and the real traditional winner, the flip. And then, of course, there's the new and creative, that's crowdsourcing, which is very popular, fundraising through private angel investors, joint venture partnerships, and various schemes that come and go depending on legislation. And in my time, I've seen lots of funny little things come and go. To create long-term wealth, you really do need to hold assets. I'm nothing against rent to rent, but somebody can take it away from you. So to be long-term wealthy, you need to own those assets. And to buy those assets, you're going to need some money. But don't forget, property investing is definitely a long-term game. It's not something that you have to do today or tomorrow, You know, or you're never going to get it done. So don't feel that you've failed if you haven't bought your entire portfolio by the end of the first year that you've actually encountered property. It's not an exam. It is often felt when you go to property meetings or you're in a mentoring room that um, you may be the only person in the entire room who hasn't got a portfolio, who hasn't bought anything, who hasn't got going. Well, that's because we're all different. We all learn in a different way. And some people are very, very successful in the end. But for the first year, they do absolutely nothing. They just sit there like sponges and all the information goes in so that when they get going, it's just bam, 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 one property after another, really successful. So don't judge yourself by somebody else. You know, no one's judging you except yourself. And I'm afraid there's absolutely nothing I can do about that. Now, my clients are an endless source of fascination to me. And they are all individuals and they all tackle this whole money thing completely differently. But in accountability calls and on strategy days, getting money is one of the most important things we talk about. It it really does come up time and time again. I don't think we ever have an accountability call without someone mentioning how they're dealing with an investor, how they're dealing with a lack of money, that they've got more investment. What are they going to do with it? it? It is the bedrock of what they're all doing. And they've all found how to get money in a slightly different way. Now, I've had a client who started their property world and journey through using money won on a television show. Very unusual, but it does happen. He does actually use more conventional ways now, but it's still a fun story. And he could have wasted that money. He could have blown it on wine, women and song, couldn't he? But he didn't. He chose to buy a house with me. So fantastic. Some people just go out and source and sell and bank and sell, source and bank, until they've got enough money for them to start to say, yeah, I can do this for myself now. And they keep going. And then they just start... All at once and kickstart that asset buying phase. As an aside, I think that this sourcing to make money really fascinates me, as because when you dissect it, it really is a very clever strategy. Why? Well, it's because the people who do this learn to source property really, really well and they're practicing on somebody else. They're still giving their clients a really good deal, otherwise, they wouldn't be able to sell the deal. But they're getting better and better at it before they start to actually buy any of it for themselves. So when they start building their portfolio, the buildings they're going to put into that portfolio will be tip top. No lemons bought early in that portfolio. The rest of us who buy the more conventional way will always have a few lemons early on that we've got to sort out and sell further down the line. Now, there's always, the banks—you know, the banks, traditional funding partners—and I was a great bank helped very much by my bank. I really had an open line of credit when I was buying monthly at auctions, and this was great. You know, I could afford the deposit because I was buying on Stoke-on-Trent. So, you know, we are talking five, six, seven thousand at the most, and then I'd bring up the bank the next morning and say to my bank manager, because I did have a named bank manager. I've had a fantastic night at the auction, and this is how much I bought, blah, blah, blah. And the money would be on its way. It was as simple as that. Of course, sadly, that completely dried up overnight when the credit crunch hit. Now, some investors are very keen bridges. Now, I've never liked this myself. You know, I hate the in and out fees, but then we're all different. And I know investors who are really great at buying At the right price, delivering the renovation on budget and to time, and then they miraculously fall straight onto the right product when they finish because they've taken the time to get organised. Now, I've never really gone down that avenue myself because I've always been with a traditional bank, but it is another way to do it. And of course, this may sound strange, but some investors take fright with bridging or getting a mortgage for no reason at all when they're halfway through a project. It is something you see, but you hope not to see too often. For example, I knew of one investor who lost a £30,000 deposit, exchanged on an auction project, and then he just couldn't get on with the paperwork. And the 28-day bed deadline was coming nearer and nearer and went, and he lost his deposit. Incidentally, he did learn from that because he has now built a nice portfolio, but it must have been a terribly painful experience. And then there's my favorite way of building a war chest, the flip. Now flip is such a small world for something that involves skill and an awful lot of moving parts. That house has got to be bought at the right price and the right place, the refurb done on time to budget, and then it's got to sell successfully, hopefully in the minimum amount of time with the least amount of hassle. I've yet to have a sale with no hassle, but that's beside the point. So it's not a tiny amount of work, but it is great fun. Oh, and that's the other thing you need when you're property investing. The ability to really enjoy what you're doing. Have fun. But like so many things, good property investors make it look really straightforward and terribly easy. Well, to be quite honest, if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it and they're not. So don't worry. There aren't too many of us out there. There are plenty of people who will want to work with you because there aren't as many people about as you think. And the angel investor That's such a lovely phrase, isn't it? And it covers all those terms used to mean borrow money at a fixed interest rate from a private person. Now, some people are marvellous at this. They walk into a room and, do you know, with a few conversations and a nod here, the money just flies out of that room and sticks to them like spaghetti on a wall. And now they ooze confidence and they can deliver. Investors soon get to know who they are and they love working with them, partly. Because if they say they're going to ring tomorrow, do you know, they ring tomorrow. They deliver, they do what it says on the tin. And then they go and do it again and again and again. But for other people, you know, having angel investors, this is their worst nightmare. All the worries about paying back and calculating interest means that they have sleepless nights and it really isn't worth the time and the effort for them. But that's because we're all individuals. You've got to suck it and see and see which bit sort, you know, which what works for you. If you're going to scale, though, and that's the trick, isn't it, with property? We all want a nice portfolio of whatever size. You've got to start attracting money your way. Now, halfway house, of course, between, you know, borrowing money off someone and stumping everything up yourself is the joint venture. It's a regulated area and you have to get confident about asking questions up front. But like anything, you've just got to kiss an awful lot of frogs before someone says yes. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And that is actually one of the really, really annoying things for people who've just got started. It gets easier for those people who are good at it. Now, why does it pay them back? Well, it's because everyone they'd work with talk to their friends. Do you know, they just can't help themselves. Investors will tell other people that they're getting more money doing what they're doing with you than in the bank. Or if they're JVing, they tell their friends about the exciting new property project they're all doing. And somehow, do you know, in the telling, it always sounds as if they're the lead mover and shaker on the build and not just the funding partner. You know, they remember the fun, the drama, and then, of course, finally the project, the profit. Well, I don't need to elaborate more because I'm sure you can imagine it. You get the point. But money, Dosh, Luca, call it what you will, you definitely need to have some of this if you're working in property. But the great thing about property is that it's not a barrier to start if you haven't got it. It's not a barrier to get going and working in property. You know, there are not many other asset streams, if you think about it, where this applies. You know, I can't believe that you could just rock up and decide to build a very large stocks and shares portfolio with very little money. You know, you can't just start trading in that area. So property is an amazing vehicle for making sure that you can become rich or create yourself financial freedom. So if you're listening to this and you've got money and you aren't in property, why not? Why haven't you started buying and scaling? And if you haven't got enough money and you're listening to this and you've heard lots and lots about property, then you've got to work out your strategy. How much do you need? And what is going to be your method of fundraising? And if you've never done a strategy day, go to my website and find out how you could work with me. That is what I do with people make sure that they come out with a plan. And fundraising is absolutely crucial to what you're going to do in property. And interestingly, like so much of life, Words matter. Fundraising. Isn't that a great word? It's so genteel, so acceptable. Whereas borrowing money, mm, touch the Arthur Daly's there, isn't it? Not quite the same ring about it at all. So, as I said at the beginning, the number one skill I think all property people need to be is to become a money magnet in whatever shape or form suits them. And it's a skill, like everything else, that needs to be practiced and practiced. And practiced on the phone, at property meets, around and about with the right people, whether you're playing golf or you're at the little local aerodrome, it doesn't matter. Let people know what you do because you've got to keep kissing those frogs and hoping that you meet your property funding prince. And they will, when you do find the right one, they will probably fund the majority of what you want to buy in the first few years. So, if you work on this skill continually, in whatever way you choose, you're going to become a very successful property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com checklist.